Hello, welcome back to the Waffle Press Movie Podcast Retrospective. We're here to talk Predator, specifically Predator 2. I'm your host, Diego Crespo. With me, as I'm, always, in the retrospectives is... Yes, 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 you I are. Just need to, I need to give a little public service announcement before we start this thing. Okay. Um, based on some events that have transpired since the last episode. Oh, my God. Um, turns out, I, I was not aware of this, if you admit to burning your own house down for the insurance money so you can fund your alien finding expedition, insurance isn't going to cover that. Los Angeles, 1997. It's the hottest summer on record. Pollution is choking the city. The gangs control the streets. It has not been a nice day! As bad as things are, they're about to get worse. Much worse. Whoever killed him is gonna pay. I'm gonna finish it. Ah, fuck it. Let's talk about Predator 2. Directed by Stephen Hopkins. You know who else Sky directed? He did Nightmare on Elm Street 5, um, The Ghosts and the Darkness, and Lost in Space. Do you know what his last movie was? Uh, No. Did he do The Life and Death of Peter Sellers? No, no, but uh, I, my notes, <laughs> Why I, I, I say that? <laughs> uh, the, for the longest time, ah, I confused, sorry, I dropped it's, it's fine, uh, you're right? Yes. Okay. For the longest time, I confused this guy with uh, the director of Blade and the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Oh. So in my notes, I was convinced until I looked up the stuff against la- last week. I was like, oh, yeah, the last thing he directed was The League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. That's why he hasn't worked. And then I looked at his IMDb page, and I was like, oh, I've been wrong for so long. He seems to still be doing some steady TV work. He was instrumental in the first season of 24 way back when. Mm -hmm. He's done a lot of House of Lies stuff. Uh, A 24 reboot, the second reboot, because there was a couple of those. Yeah. so he, he's, he's been getting work. Not, not, not really movie stuff. Yeah. I think the last thing he did was something called Race. Oh, is that the movie? What, what the fuck was that? Uh, Jesse Owens. Re- yeah. That was the one that John Boyega dropped out of to do <laughs> um, Star Wars. <laughs> I mean, to be fair. He made the right choice. Uh, no one's going to remember Race. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well. Like, how long ago was the movie 42? No one even talks about that. Holy shit, you're right. Sorry, people who want to play inspiring black sports figures. It's not the actor's fault. It's... No, I was really let down by... Like, I love Michael Mann, but I was really let down by that Muhammad Ali movie. I, the first half of Ali is, like, really strong. And then it kind of peters out. I'm not sure if Will on. Smith was right for that role. Uh, Spike Lee was going to do that. Spike Lee should have done it. Yeah, he really should have. I, I love yeah, Michael Mann too, but that was Spike Lee's movie. It's fucking Muhammad Ali, man. Well, that's how interesting Predator yeah. 2 is. Uh, no. <laughs> no, I actually have nice things to say about this movie. Because for a while, I didn't really like it when I was younger, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, after the first Predator, you're, you're kind of downhill from there. You, you kind of have to be. Uh, but there's a couple things going for this movie that, even with its many, many flaws, which we'll get into, I think are perfect directions for this series to go. This movie is chock full of really good ideas. Totally new environment. 
entirely different color palette, aesthetic, expands mythology in interesting ways, small ways, ways that matter. Jungles of Central America <laughs> to the jungles of Los Angeles, California. <laughs> Future Los Angeles yeah. in 1997. Yeah. Overrun with crime and drugs and sex and it murder. It added nothing to the film. But <laughs> <laughs> it basically takes place in the RoboCop universe. It is, it's the RoboCop universe. It's like if the LA riots never stopped. <laughs> That's the universe it seems to take place in. Oh, it's 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 awesome. I don't know if it's awesome. Well, no, no, I mean like because it's it's fiction. It's awesome. Not, well, not like, I, I not don't like know if this works. Life. Oh, okay. <laughs> it didn't do much for me. Oh, I don't know if it all fully works. Like it doesn't fit together nicely, like the first film does. It feels a lot like let's get rid of the rules of society so we don't have to think about them. <laughs> Yes, just pure anarchy. And not no, not in a fun way. I'm not talking fun Aww. anarchy. I'm talking like because you know, if this were the real world, the police would have to follow some rules that are broken, like from the beginning of this. And they decided to break those rules just to, like, I just out just to open up because like they wanted to make this a bigger action movie than I think the story called for. Because it's really, honestly, this should have been more of like a detective drama, I think. And instead, it's a it's a mix of a detective drama and an action movie. I can agree with that. Uh, I like this much more than you did. I'm I'm getting at here. Yeah, I don't think I'll be revisiting this anytime soon. Uh, Not in a, like angry way. Like I wasn't like sitting there going like this piece of shit. This wasn't Alien Covenant. <laughs> it was just a a long like it just kind of like there'd be these flashes of brilliance. Mixed with, like, meandering scenes that go nowhere. <laughs> it needs severe trimming in the script part. Uh, the characters need, like, a lot more fleshing no, they out. they need more. Uh, they needed more, because, like, there's just, no, there's not, like, nothing is set up, really. I've got that weird point, because honestly, I saw this, like a, like, a long time ago. I haven't watched it in a couple years. I don't remember having the strong feelings about it back then. And I remember when we got to the scene, because I remember there was a subway attack in the movie. We'll get to that scene in more detail. But when we got to it, they were on the subway, and I'm like, oh, I guess they're setting up the subway for the later climax. And then, no, it just goes into it. And it's kind of like, oh, all right. Like, there's not this great setup to the movie, I guess. Is it safe to say it's too front-loaded with action? I would, I would go there, yeah. I think it wanted to be it it because Predator is a horror action film, the first one, and this one decided to try and do another horror action film, but instead of horror like suspense, they did just violence, and this movie was clearly cut down by the MPAA. Um, you can tell that this was probably a lot more violent at some point, uh, and it's still pretty fucking violent. Um, and not in a fun way, in a kind of unpleasant way. Um, there were some scenes I really just, like, that was gross. But, uh, then it's trying to be like, you know, it's the cop stuff with the gang warfare in L.A., in future L.A., is just, it's very repetitive and not interesting. It might have worked if they had told this story from the gang's perspective, but instead it's a police officer perspective. Yeah, I think I need to pad out uh, 
the characters more with like their perspectives on all sides. Yeah. Because Danny Glover is like a great actor. His character is uh, he, he he's he's fun. He's he's a good match for uh, Arnold's Dutch, honestly. Mm-hmm. At least I think so. But at some point in some alternate universe, like I, I would have liked to have seen them team up in a Predator Three or whatever. No, like it's not going to happen. But whatever. they were clearly trying to follow in the footsteps of Dutch because I think they were trying to make. Uh, Glover and Busey's dynamic, kind of like Arnold and Carl Weathers' dynamic. In yeah, definitely. The, and it just goes nowhere. <laughs> yeah, and that's the thing. Like, even though I'm a, a fan of this movie now, like I, I can happily say that it's uh, it's a bunch of shit thrown at the screen. So that, that just yeah, to, like pads out the length. <laughs> no, it, it's it just a bunch of shit that lands for me. I wouldn't call it a great movie. There are some moments where you're like, that was awesome. But then, it's just, <laughs> like, you go back into it and you're like, all right. Um, and I feel that way about, like, Stephen Hopkins movies. They tend to have elements like that where there's, like, these really, like, flashes of brilliance. And then it just doesn't work after that. Like, go, like his Ghost in the Darkness seems like that would be right up my alley. Like, that, you know what that movie is? I've never seen it, no. It's, I just know Val Kilmer's it's in it. It's a true story about lions that were attacking railroad workers. And it's kind of like, it's Jaws, but with lions. And okay, then awesome. Yeah, doesn't that sound like a movie I would love? <laughs> I love Orca the Killer Whale. I love this shit. So, but it just sucks. <laughs> and, like, Lost in Space has, like, these awesome moments. That movie kind of fails because it's trying to do, like, early CGI, and it's just awful. But... It's honestly, I think the Lost in Space movie might be better than the TV show that's currently on. I haven't uh, seen it yet. I was looking forward to it, even though it just copied Mass um, Effect. I designs. don't give a fuck because someone's got to carry the Mass Effect torch now. Yeah, R.I.P. Um, but and like Nightmare on Elm Street Five is one of those ones where there's like a lot of inventive moments and then a shit plot. <laughs> I'll go to bat for Nightmare Five just because, yeah, the. The script is awful. It's a boy. Uh, uh, the um, <laughs> the designs, the production, it's it's really strong in that movie, and I think that that's, that that's Hopkins. Yeah, strength, that's where strength really. He's definitely he's a very he's got these great like vi- flashes of visual brilliance, but then he just doesn't get like basic tension building things. Like there's no there's a very bad drive in the story. Yeah, there's a there really is no tension. There's a lot of like uh, cheap and easy thrills in this movie. I think that's the thing. Like Predator is like a, like a gourmet meal, not healthy, but not 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 fucking like high bar. But it's like uh, it's very filling. This is like uh, this is like In and Out, not healthy either, but uh, a lot faster and cheaper. If that makes sense. I guess. I mean, sure. Or like. Uh, like I call Bad Boys 2 the cinematic equivalent of pork grinds. Mm. You know, like uh, you kind of can't stop eating them at some point, and then you're done and you feel like watch. shit after. I thought you wanted me to watch that movie. I want everyone to watch Bad Boys 2, and I want everyone to fear Bad Boys 2. Make of that what you will. No, nah, it's just, you know, it's it's a fine film, I guess. Not really. It says It says a lot that this is a two-hour movie, and the last 45 minutes are just a chase scene. Yeah. And, like, and that's yeah. fucking way too long for a chase scene. <laughs> but I think that's where the movie takes off for me. That's where I that's where I dropped. 
That's where oh, I, I was totally, okay. my mind just went, to, like, there were some moments, but then there were others where it's like, why the fuck? They're just dragging this out. And, and Danny Glover's making decisions that don't make any sense. Like, they really just haven't built him up as, like, when you think about the final confrontation in the first movie where Arnold has, like, gone to the other side where now he's the predator. <laughs> like, putting the mud on himself, laying traps and shit. Like, he's gotten to that level. There's nothing comparable with Danny Glover. He's just chasing this guy. <laughs> yeah. Which really is I mean, idiotic in itself. I mean, the predator just should have stopped. Like, I'm like, wait, why am I running? <laughs> i could take this guy in my sleep (laughs) well no no uh the predator gets injured but he gets his arm fucking cut off yeah but he could still take him okay and and this objectively makes the movie five-star experience when they're hanging off the roof and the camera the camera moves like pretty fluidly in this scene i was very impressed no no that was the shit no and he's hanging off the roof, and he's like, all right, pussy face, your move. And then the predator tells him, shit happens. That was the greatest thing that's ever happened to me. That was just a fucking silent moment in my house. That was amazing. Sitting here, no emotion, nothing. <laughs> I had to check myself to make sure I hadn't died. <laughs> but, and I didn't, like, again, I didn't hate it. It just did nothing for me. It was just a lot of noise that led to nothing. Your movie shouldn't make me hate Bill Paxton. Oh, I like I like Bill Paxton. No, no, that is not he's acceptable. A jo- he's the jokey partner, and he's hitting on the ladies. He's got to do that in every fucking scene he's in. That's his one note. That's all they got. Yeah, again, they they need to flesh out all the 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 core team members or. Have Paxton shut the fuck up every now and then. <laughs> like, I just saw Ant-Man and the Wasp. I might have talked about this on the last show, too. Uh, no, not really. Um, but you probably cut it. <laughs> but, <laughs> but Ant-Man, because he's, you know, he's goofy, he makes a joke, like, every five minutes. And it's like, no, that's not how you do comedy. Like, ugh. It's like if I behaved in actual life like I behave on this podcast. <laughs> you don't? I, no, I don't. <laughs> I'm on here on loud and obnoxious because it's a fucking show. I can't have there be dead air. <laughs> How many podcasts I listen to where people are like, yeah, in that scene, the, the guy came through the door. Then there's a long pause. <laughs> and then guy goes, yeah. And then that led to the moment with the sink. Like, we can't have that on the fucking Waffle Press. I'm not letting you do that, Diego. Thank you, I think. That's why I got to... Because I learned from one of my idols. And that idol happens to be Morton Downey Jr. (laughs) Who is in this film for some reason. Uh, do Do you know who Morton Downey Jr. is? I have no context for who that I, is. I sent you the, the opening to just get familiar with his face. He is Tony Pope, uh, the host of Hardcore, who's the reporter who's always like at every scene going like, five more drug dealers dead. Like, do you remember him? <laughs> yes. He's a great character, goes nowhere. Um, played by Morton Daddy Jr., who is basically 
responsible for Trump. Oh, <laughs> no, you know what? Not Trump, but there's a there's a direct line from reactionary YouTube of today back to Morton Downey Jr. They all they they're all just aping Morton Downey Jr. Because he used to have he was very like he was like a pro life dude. He was very right wing. Um, got into television because his musical career didn't take off. He wanted to be a singer. And he kind of did like Jerry Springer, but like with less tongue in cheek this to it. He got on, he'd be like chain smoking. He'd be like, today we're going to have some fucking sluts on. Like, it was oh, the most disgusting show you'd ever see. And they'd get like white, like young white dudes in their 20s would be like, they'd get up, they'd be like, what's bothering you today? And the white guy would be like, I'm bothered that women and their rights. And they'd be like, yeah, like the audience. <laughs> most disgusting oh shit. <laughs> you know, see, he'd have like white supremacists on, but he'd be like against them. He'd be like, hey, you know, you know me. I don't think we should give the blacks a break, but these white supremacists are worse. And he had like, uh, who was he? He had Al Sharpton on back when Al Sharpton was doing the whole Tawana Brawley rape thing. And, like, someone just threw a punch at Al Sharpton on the show, and it turned into, like, all studio brawl. It's one of those, there's a great documentary about him called Evocateur, which kind of sums up. He was, like, his show lasted, like, two years, because like, you can't sustain that. <laughs> and the, the ratings dived. He still tried to, like, tour. Then he faked being attacked by Nazis. He said that neo-Nazis attacked him, and he, uh spray-painted a swastika on himself. A swastika. But because he did it in a mirror, he did it backwards. And <laughs> faking the attack. And then, like, years later, he died of lung cancer uh, because of his years of chain-smoking. And he tried to, like, bring his career back when he got diagnosed by, like, railing against the tobacco companies. But then he just died. Um, so that's Morton Downey Jr., and he's in this movie. <laughs> Um, I have questions about why he's in this. <laughs> like, who made that decision? Honestly, I have no idea. But I think it kind of fits just because this is more uh, morally repulsive than the first movie. Yeah. Like, it's 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 kind of borderline vile at times. Well, the, and, and then even straight he, up vile at times. He is playing a version of Morton Downey Jr., that's all he can do. Whereas, like, some disgusting drug dealers are dead, but one fine police officer. Where is the mayor? Like, like <laughs> holy shit. Um, which I would just love that role in a movie, just to be that guy. And you think he might go somewhere, and all he ends up going is just that Danny Glover punches him in the face at some point. He's like, fuck you. And that's it. Like, that was a real waste. Like, wouldn't it have been great if, like, Morton Downey, like, had, like, you know, his cameras had picked something up, and then he has to, like, the cops have to make a deal with him, to, like, look at it, and then he ends up, like, he's like, oh, I gotta be there when you bust these punks, and then they go into a scene, the Predator's there, and Morton Downey's not ready, and he gets, like, eviscerated. Oh, okay, that would have been the like, shit, yeah. There's, that's, this movie is chock full of moments like that. Um, and, like, 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 all the stuff that could have been great. And it just goes nowhere. What are your thoughts on King Willie? Uh, this is kind of the controversial character. Well, so. <laughs> um, 
This movie was accused of racism, if I'm correct. <laughs> like, I can't imagine why. The only thing I kind of liked about King Willie is his confrontation with the Predator, which might be one of the f- coolest edits in film history. Are you talking about the when he lands in the water? No. Fuck. Uh, oh, the scream. That's cool, but the scream. When you think you oh, get ready to fight, yeah. and then it's just, nope, severed head, he didn't make it. <laughs> that was so awesome. It's like, in my opinion, in, in cinema, there's like the, <laughs> the bone cutting to the space. <laughs> and then <laughs> It's like, that's cinema right there. So I'm telling you, there's great moments in this movie. Yeah. It's just there should be more of them. Yeah. Um, do you want to talk about the racism stuff? Uh, it's sort of like, okay, so obviously I mentioned uh, I'm a fan of Bad Boys 2. I got a really, like, really sleazy Michael Bay vibes from this just because there's stereotypes all over the place, bleeding out of every orifice. Um, there's very minimal characterization. The violence is basically, like, fetishized. Mm-hmm. And not basically, it really is like, isn't it all this, all, this, all this awesome? It's got the RoboCop, like, violence, but without the satire. Yeah, it really is. I think it, I think it, it lacks the tact of their But I think it thinks it's being satirical. And it's not. But I don't know. <sighs> Sorry, I was drinking coffee. Yeah, you're fucking iced coffee. Yeah, because it's like fucking 100 degrees here. Well, runaway global warming. It's too late to stop it. We're all dead. Anyway. Honestly, um, yeah, yeah, we kind of are. <laughs> what if the predators were behind global warming? That would be a trip. Because they, like, they need the hot jungle to fight. There's a movie where that's the plot, where there's aliens that are coming to, like, they want to make the world hotter so they can live here. It was, like, in the 90s. It was trying to be, like, species. Which, why the fuck would you want to be like species? Uh, speaking of uh, hot, everyone, everyone's sweaty yeah. in this movie. All the time. 100% of the time. Every time. It is LA. Yeah. But I mean, like, this is, like, excessively sweaty. <laughs> like, my friend Jack commented on on, uh, on a review of this for me, and he was like, Predator 2, sweaty. Yeah. What, if this was, what if they did this movie, but it was do the right thing? It's all in one day on the hottest day in Los Angeles. <laughs> and we just have all these different characters, and there's a predator, like, picking them off one by one. That sounds awesome. Spike Lee should have done that. <laughs> Ooh, fuck. Um, Spike Lee or Tony Scott? Tony Scott would have fucking nailed this. Maybe, but I think some of the, the racism is in the writing. I think you need a director that maybe had his finger because this is actually before the LA riots, so I think it would have been interesting if someone like Spike Lee did it. Because I'll be honest, I want Tony Scott to direct every movie, but it's like if I'm thinking of someone other than him. But hey, who knows? Whatever. This script isn't worthy of Spike Lee. Ebert accused it of being racist in his review. I think he, like, said just, like, the way the gangsters are portrayed and the dreadlocks on the Predator. Like, they gave the Predator a real tribal vibe in this one. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like, that, even in the score, Yeah, is, uh, it's really, 
lead on thick. And there's like voodoo in this. Because all black people know voodoo, oh, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> like that's a thing. Why is that a thing? I, I don't know. That's like very odd. Princess and the Frog. <laughs> like the Shadow Man. It's got a great song uh, though. Yeah, no, I like that movie kind of. Uh, kind of ignores racism for some reason, but whatever. It's better than some people give it credit for. I'd rather be watching that than Predator Two. Actually, I don't know, and I and I like Princess and the Frog, but I don't know if if Predator Two hits a very soft, cheap spot in my movie loving heart. There are moments in this where I was like, "Oh, hey," but they like never lasted. They weren't that long. Like, here's a good example. Um, so part of what's happened in this movie, because the plot is really thin and not fleshed out enough, but the Predator's killing gangs in Los Angeles. That's the plot. The gangs in this future are, like, military grade. Uh, which, you could have had an interesting theme of what I like to call a trickle-down militarism. To give it a reference to the guy who's probably responsible <laughs> for... Uh, that type of stuff, which is this thing we actually see in real life where we keep funding our military so much that slowly these weapons start to creep into the public sector. And uh, you have cops that are now wearing body armor to take down a black kid who put up a lemonade stand, uh, which is a thing reflected in real life and reflected in this film. Um, this was a little bit ahead of its time in that regard. That uh, kind of reminds me of... Uh, the opening of uh, Straight Outta Compton, where they use a fucking tank to knock the door down to that house. Talk about an opening. Of, like, imagine that, but it was the start to a Predator movie. That'd be better than, like, this comical shootout, where it's, like, basically a war, but, like, a very playful war on the streets of L.A. Yeah, I'm not a fan the of the opening real bad. either. Yeah. Danny Glover's entrance. Danny Glover's entrance is a comedy shot. Where he drives the car through another car. <laughs> so, I mean, just even the way the action is like it's simplest in the simplest terms, like the action isn't shock rate in this. Yeah. The big shootout stuff specifically, it's never clean cut. You, there's no like flow or, or direction or like sense of geography. It's all over the place. And it's on the street with only two directions. So yeah. that's not great. The one I think I have a, a big problem with later is the the assault in like yeah. that penthouse where it's like a well, sex scene that turns into like that's what a I was massacre. Getting to, um, with the sex scene, because like here's like that establishing shot of that penthouse was really cool. Like I really like that like slow zoom in that they're doing, like the like frame cut 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 closer, and then I wish it had cut to something else. Because of the sex scene, which whatever, it's the people like seeing tits and asses in movies. What did people do before our online pornography? They watched Predator 2. Yes. Uh, and But then we go into like one of my least favorite things, which is like where a sex scene goes into a torture scene. Which is I always find really off-putting and gross. Because they have this poor woman who's like cowering naked. But she's lit so you can still see her breasts perfectly. Like, I don't like that. Yeah, it's, it's too really sleazy. sleazy. That was very off-putting. Um, 
So, ugh. and then the predator just attacks and kills those guys, and it's not engaging. Uh, and uh, this is a big part of my notes that the CG is uh, very yeah. early and it's aged so badly. And you kind of can't like really blame they it for that. They were smart to not use it a ton. But it's- yeah, but when they did, <laughs> whoa! Oh no! It, it's especially the uh, the later bits where uh, like the predators come yeah. out of the fog and the ship. Oh, that was- and it's like, there's just like a line yeah. where their knees are cut off. It's so bad. It's just like, oh man, you guys, you didn't even know. You should have waited like at least bad. five years. Wait till after Cameron yeah, does Terminator yeah. 2. Like, oh, I've probably poor talked people. about this on the show, but have you ever seen the documentary where James Cameron's like, Jurassic Park gets all the credit for CGI, but I created CGI. <laughs> No, <laughs> I have not seen that. Holy shit! It's on like the sounds... Terminator Two DVD, <laughs> and he just goes over he's like, "Yeah, hey, I had the abyss. I had the first CGI creature, and then in this, I did the C two thousand. I was the pioneer for CGI." But Jurassic Park gets credit because everyone can imagine, oh, dinosaurs that could be a lion. No one has the genius to see that a liquid Terminator can also be. Yeah, I don't know. He was. He sounded pretty nuts. It wasn't like mm. what I was doing. Well, well, it was but, James Cameron. Yeah. All right. Mission Impossible. Let's see. What else we got here? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I no. I some problems uh, with that franchise. You can talk you about know, them later. Here's the thing. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I'm going to cut all <laughs> Listen, of this. Well, we're still talking about Predator, kind of. I'm going to lead it in the Predator, so you'll have to leave it. Oh, um, here's the thing. Danny Glover's character isn't developed very much. So I was going to ask you if you feel like Ethan Hunt really is a character. I think it varies from movie no. and director. Maybe the no, first no. one. <laughs> but he's kind of the same. Like He's kind of just action man in every movie. And Danny Glover in this is just cop. So, like, I, I, I like those Mission Impossible movies, but people are always like, this is just, this is, I've had, haven't had a feeling like that since Die Hard. And I'm like, well, John McClane's a character that is, like, fun to watch. Like, part of the Die Hard is that I would enjoy watching John McClane, like, fucking make breakfast. <laughs> I can't imagine watching Ethan Hunt do anything but impossible missions. Do you remember in Mission Impossible 3 when he goes to 7-Eleven? No. <laughs> That's okay. like, th- this proves my point. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but I think it really does kind of... Depend on the director because some people give him really human moments, and other times they're just kind of like. There's a difference between action. human moments and a personality. Oh well, yeah. Like, definitely. like, Philip Seymour Hoffman's character had a personality in Mission Impossible Three, which is fucking incredible because on paper that's like nothing a nothing to that character. character, and he yeah. makes it like probably one of the best movie villains of all time. He makes a nothing that's, mean something. Raise a glass for Hoffman. Fucking rest in peace. Uh, imagine if he had been in this movie. Oh, wow. Who would have played? <laughs> <laughs> like when it talks, it's just posting her off in his voice. It's just lines yeah. from Mission Impossible 3. No, it's his lines from Happiness where he's calling that woman <laughs> to like, like to be a creepy breather. 
It's like, I want to fuck. And then she just styles him back. She's like, you don't have, I think she had caller ID. It's like, ah! What would have saved this movie for you? Um, like, if you had to pick one thing. Like, if I had to think of a quick fix, which I don't like being that guy, even though I am. That's all I ever do on this show. <laughs> here's the thing. Here's That's the thing. I hate myself. <laughs> this, these appearances on this podcast are the purest expression of how much I hate myself. <laughs> how little I enjoy living <laughs> in this nightmare universe from which there is no escape. Um, but if I were to change one thing, I'd probably change the focus to the gangs. Like that would be my quick fix. I don't. I don't think this works as a police story. Uh, at most, I would have had Danny Glover team up with someone at some point to actually do some investigating. Because um, we're always on the verge of starting an investigation, and then it never really happens. Because, like, remember they're talking to the doctor, the doctor woman, who is played by the nun from Silent Night, Deadly Night. Um, uh, and you're like, this, this isn't human made metal, I guess. Was that what they concluded? Yeah. The, it, uh, that leftover bit that yeah, his partner which found, also, right? I don't get like, here's the thing. Another element of this movie. We're not talking about the plot very well. Fuck it. You should watch the movie. I honestly think you should check it out because you might enjoy it. Uh, but part of the plot is that Danny Glover keeps just happening to be at these predator attacks. I guess he's the only cop in the city. He had Bill Paxton and the woman from Running Man. Oh, yeah. Uh, Maria Conchita Alonso. Yep. She's cool. There's uh, not yeah. much to do, but she's cool. Got got nothing except to be like... She grabs Bill Paxton's nuts at one point. So, like, tell him to back off. Oh, you know what? Uh, this, this isn't, like, a great part of her character, but I really like the moment when the Predator is... Uh, just nailing people through the through the subway later, and then he sees that she's pregnant and doesn't kill her. That's the first like instance of like uh, like they have like some this weird code of honor outside of like the gun thing from the first one. I thought that was what cool. Happened and, to her uh, in the movie, in the movie, <laughs> she, she he he, he still like knocks her out, and then she's like out cold for the last forty five minutes because. Yeah, because it's like I must have looked away because I thought she got kidnapped and then they never resolved it. No, 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 no. She survives. He he kills Bill Paxton though. Oh, okay. Well, no, no, no. That part, that part's legitimately kind of scary. No, I think that's the scariest the predator Um, has ever been. No, nothing scarier than that first scene when fucking what's his name gets eviscerated in the original movie. Uh, Shane Black. Yeah, and Shane Black gets eviscerated. That fucking terrified me. Uh, I, I, it's great. It's great. I, I don't know if it's uh, as unsettling as this to me because he starts mimicking the kid from the the, the cemetery, and he's like, "You hear the, the, the hear, want some that candy? Was too good. Like that Echo was through such the subway. Like, uh, this will. It's goofy, but it's like. But here's the thing. That, the that was, that was that unsettling to me. Want some candy? I knew that was going to come back as a thing. <laughs> Because no fucking kid oh, offers yeah. candy to anyone. <laughs> yeah, they eat like, it. What the fuck? But I mean, I don't know. That that was uh, that that got me this time rewatching sure. it. 
Okay. Well, anyways, I is totally a, fucked up what we're going for. Pro or anti conceal carry? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, I think all it's just fuck everything. On the subway. <laughs> but then they all yeah. get killed. Like I was confused. If it well, let, let's look at the politics of the okay, Predator so franchise. Because so honestly, I. Carry. <laughs> <laughs> If it was more like satirical, like if it nailed the, uh, the the satirical elements, then it would probably be anti. But it, I don't think it really is. I saw I saw that movie. Uh, what's the uh, Hell or High Water? And have you seen that? Um, I have. Remember the scene, the last bank heist in that movie, where like the citizens start firing, and it turns a bad situation worse. Um, mm-hmm. I saw that with like a pro gun nut, and he was like, "See, that's why you have guns." And oh, that's so, not. Know, it doesn't even matter. Gun nuts don't give a fuck because they're waiting for the predator. <laughs> anyway, I was making a point about Gary Busey that I never got to. Okay, uh, you want to do that? The, the part one of the storylines of this movie is that actually does kind of go somewhere. Is that Gary Busey is a has got a task force that is investigating these attacks and cutting the police out of the investigating. It's pretty clear that he's investigating the Terminator. Uh, not the Terminator. <laughs> That'd be a great cause. I'd watch that. Uh, not really, uh, but uh, it would yeah. make a good comic book. Go check hey, out Dark Horse yeah, Comics, everyone. Whatever. Isn't Dark Horse? Didn't they get in trouble for being transphobic lately? Ooh, I have no idea. Did Something they? Oh God, never mind. Don't don't check they, them out like, after all. Refusing to cover like transitions and their healthcare policy. And oh, my I think, bad. I think it was pushed back and they eventually gave in, but it took a while. Oh. It's almost like if a film company fired a director because Nazis told them to, <laughs> and they if they still haven't fixed that situation. I'm just saying it takes a little while. The longer it takes, I'm questioning everyone involved. <laughs> Anyway, Gary Busey. <laughs> See, I pulled out of that on my own. Busey, <laughs> yeah, that was um, impressive. He's investigating these things with a special task force. It's a little ridiculous that his task force did not find the spear. <laughs> yeah. Like, are they just the worst? I guess because their plan fails miserably. Oh, oh my God. It's... It's so dumb. It, it, their plan it, is terrible. They're, also, They're the worst. It's almost like that subplot was pointless and didn't need to be in the movie. Except for exposition. That's basically yes. what it's there for, yeah. Also, another big flaw of this movie is that it can't... Our hero doesn't know that the Predator isn't human until like an hour in. But we see the Predator really early on as an audience. Which I understand showing it early because the mystery's gone now that there's been a film. But uh, it's just annoying to watch our characters not be able to put the pieces together for an hour and then have to be blatantly told what's up. After the audience is already aware for like an hour, or technically like three hours if you include the runtime of the first movie. Because I think you kind of have to do that for a sequel. I mean, some sequels stand alone, you know, like Star Trek and shit, but like... Yeah, for something like this, where the whole... Uh, there's a mystery, but there's already an answer. So it's not really a yeah, mystery, you know? The information 
it's not structured well. It was sort of like uh, is- I, I go back to like Jaws two. You mentioned like that could have been like a cool uh, like psychological thriller for the first half, like a David Lynch movie, you know? Uh, yeah. Which is still like the fucking greatest idea that I think you've ever had. Uh, and this needed to do something like the string more along the lines of that. I think you know maybe like don't even show us the predator this time. Like none of the eyes, nothing. Just just show the aftermath of where it was. Well, here's the here's the two ways I think you could take it. Like I said, you either do it. And I, I'm trying. I really I'm trying not to be this guy as much, but this is where my brain goes. I think it's just because I write so much. I just think that way. Whatever. Um, you you change the perspective to a gang, and the gangs have to deal with both the cops and these this mysterious killer that's been wiping out all the different gangs, right? All these rumors about, like, man, they say it's not human, and then someone's like, bullshit. And uh, you do from that perspective, and then reveal pretty quickly that, yeah, it's not human, and now the gangs have to fight it because they can't go to the cops. So it, it's a, I think that would have made a good story. Or you make this just a straight detective film where... Danny Glover is just showing up to the aftermath of attacks and trying to put together what's going on instead of showing us the attack and then having Danny Glover going like, hey, I guess someone must have thrown a spear through here. And then the audience is like, yeah, we saw that. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Uh, And honestly, I I think it could have fit both of those narratives into one story and have them like continuously collide with one another until you have to like, work together in a weird way. <laughs> totally understandable. Maybe, I'm kind of in a fucking yeah. police attitude, so I want to see a movie about just gang members. <laughs> Where the police are just the, like just a villain, like they're an obstacle. They actually hinder your survival, which would have made the urban jungle theme they're trying to go for in this film work a lot better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's not until the next Predator movie that you even see people outside the law yeah. as central characters. And even then, it's like, it's not really like important to that story. At least not intrinsically, I'd say. But I, I think you like that movie Predators. more than I do. You it's fucking... So... I haven't seen it so again. Uh, but off the top of my head, I like Predator 2 more. Yeah. Way more. I gotta watch it again. (laughs) So, (laughs) at least this movie has a color palette. Who gives a fuck about that? (laughs) Me, because my eyes fall asleep if something is like visually boring. Especially when you get to crazy ass. Uh, I will get to that. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, okay, that was cool. I I, I like. I always like that. Um, Okay, so the exposition machine, Gary Busey. there's this fucking amazing. There's two amazing you think things that happen here. This movie's got a good color palette. Yes, it's, it's got too a different one. Right, man. The uh, you know what? It's no, because I've seen the Marvel Netflix shows. I appreciate oh. bright color schemes now. I'm no, bright lighting. It's not flat. That's a thing. It's yes, not it's flat. flat. Bright lighting. No, 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 no fucking way. What are you Rarely talking about? Gets clever with its lighting. You see way too much. The whole scene with the the, uh, the meat oh, freezer. Oh, fuck! <laughs> that is not good. 
It's great! What are you talking about? And then the high contrast with the Predator laser, and, oh, fuck, fuck, you're, you're crazy. You're out of your mind. That, that's the shit. You're out of your goddamn mind. They put the camera mind. in bad spots in that scene. Uh, yeah, yeah. The action's fucking it, awful, but that's know. not the point. I, I didn't care for it. Maybe I was just checked out by then. The Predator looks really bad in that scene. Okay, well, let me just mention that I love when Gary Busey uh, gets fucking blown away by the rocket launcher. And then I love when he rescues Danny Glover and he's like, oh, I'm going to kick this thing's ass. And then he dies like immediately. I just, I just wanted to bring that up. <laughs> that was genuinely funny to me. I don't know Kirk if they Gary meant Busey's that to be claim, funny. claims he's been to heaven. If anyone's been to heaven and back, he did it's got to be him. Where there was like a dream sequence involving heaven. And he, he demanded to have some input on the production design to make it accurate. One of the things was there was supposed to be like a wow. mirror hallway, and he said you can't do that because there are no mirrors in heaven. I genuinely don't know what to respond to that. He was on a celebrity apprentice uh... twice. Basically, just so you could laugh at someone who's had horrible brain damage. My son's in the new Predator. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Playing his son. Oh, all right. That's great. So every Predator movie is about, uh, kind of got off topic, it was about uh, the perspective of law enforcement or uh, some member or branch of the military. Because one could argue that police is a branch of the military by this point. They are those fucking pigs. <laughs> um, and so is the new Predator, actually. That's, uh, they gave it away in the trailers. They're, they're an assassin. You know, I avoid trailers. Oh. I'm glad I can just oh, come to shit. you. <laughs> Well, the trailers yeah, kind of suck, anyways. So I was like, oh, I'll so. just wait for the movie. I'm going to see it. For one, um, I have to for this fucking show. Dude, <laughs> <laughs> it's Shane Black. I'm going to fucking. Goddamn, I was just watching Kiss Kiss Bang Bang again the other day. And fuck that so good. good. Fuck that movie's good. Fuck that movie's good. <laughs> uh, last time, and this time you brought up Trickle Down. Which is obviously a reference to a beloved American Ooh, icon. John Wayne? <laughs> yes. A different actor, when actually. John Wayne played Genghis Khan? So, oh. <laughs> and they filmed a movie on that. a nuclear test site and everyone involved got cancer. The Reagan administration uh, having a big influence on these movies well, uh, now politically. Now we're into the... Uh, we're into the fucking uh, Bush Senior era, um, which is also heavy on police. So that's a thing. Just say no, kids. That's how drugs work. Yep. Mm. I would have liked this movie to kind of address that too. Oh, I guess so that would have been a little darker. Like an officer was like giving a dare demonstration, and then he got eviscerated by <laughs> 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 children. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but whenever movies, like, do some fucking, like... I think Napoleon Dynamite, when the kids are, like, driving on the bus, and then, like, the farmer, like, puts down his cow, and they just cut back to the kids screaming. Like, that always yeah. gets me. That's always hilarious to me. No, I find that shit hilarious, too. I don't know what that says about me, you but psychologically... You from your childhood? <laughs> Probably. I can't I think of any off the top of my head. I like seeing it, mother. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, this movie doesn't get a lot of credit for introducing a lot of the weapons that became iconic from the Predator franchise. Uh, when it gets struck by lightning, that's Bill Paxton's spine holding. That's Bill Paxton that killed. I think a lot of people miss that when they watch the movie, mostly because the framing of his death seems very odd. I just think that's I, interesting. I was mostly because I love Bill Paxton. Oh, it's it's shot. For one, doesn't not lightning great. strike the highest point? The building behind the Predator is actually taller. <laughs> Maybe it's something to do with the alien spear. I don't know. Spear. I don't know. And I don't know how Predator technology works. Well, it's not doesn't fucking real, doesn't dude. Doesn't lightning come up from the ground? Anyways. It doesn't actually come down, it comes up from the ground. <laughs> Someone told me that and I've believed them for about 15 years. I, well, I don't think that's true. I think you need to find who told George you that. George Kilpatrick, you fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't spoken to you in like 10 years, but I'm coming for you. Uh, so before the final fight with the Predator, Danny Glover gets... Uh, a glimpse into the other trophies that this particular predator has amassed over the time across the stars. We get a cool glimpse at the first hints of a potential crossover between the Alien As franchise see, and the Predator we franchise. see on the wall. Oh, you fucked it up. Sorry. <laughs> you know, you, you this, got this it out You said the Alien universe. I was going to try to like, say... What was I going to say? Um, <laughs> yes, we saw the first... <laughs> We saw the first crossover between Fred, the Predator universe and Mars Attacks. <laughs> <laughs> Which is interesting because Mars Attacks actually came after <laughs> Predator 2. Did Fox also produce that or distribute that? Nope. Oh, well then, fucking... Warner Brothers did, uh... Because Warner Brothers was like, Tim Burton, you made Batman. We'll let you make anything. <laughs> And it's like, I want to make Mars Attacks. I'm like, that'll be a hit. And it wasn't. But yeah, there's a Xenomorph skull. Someone told me there's another alien... Again, this is my gullible fuck side. Um, someone told me that uh, one of the other skulls on there is from another movie. Huh. And maybe it's because I just rewatched it, but one of them kind of looked like the alien from Invaders from Mars, the remake. The Toby, Toby Hooper remake. I actually haven't seen the Tobe Hooper's remake. Oh, uh, watch the original and then watch the remake. Watch the original. <laughs> Just fucking listen to me for once. I still need to watch Creep Show. Yeah, oh, you fucking piece of shit. It has almost no weight. But it cuts like steel. Incredible. Whoever did this took out four men armed with machine guns by hand. You don't know what you're dealing with. Other world life forms drawn by heat and conflict. He's on safari. Lions. Tigers. The bears. Oh my. Is there any chance Kingdom Hearts 3 is going to be good? I don't know, man. I, I think those middle games in between the console releases kind of fuck it all up. Well, how, guess, let's take a guess how many good Kingdom Hearts games there are. There is one. 
I have I haven't played the the uh, the others outside the main There's franchise. There's one good Kingdom Hearts game. You don't like Kingdom Hearts no, I too? Don't. Oh, you're fucking out the of your story mind. Story in that is just so bad it, it like becomes boring and I just tap out after a while. The story in that is is all over the place, but in a really fun way. It, it's it's my Disney friendly Predator what too. Predator was in the Kingdom Hearts universe. you know goofy like quote-unquote dies in kingdom hearts 2 for a minute (laughs) it's just like that but like it's because his spine ripped out how would i find a way to cross over avp predator i mean no i just said predator (laughs) never mind the bit i was gonna do too fucking slap happy (laughs) Uh, I'm gonna cut that entire like ten Peter minutes Hart's right now. Into the Predator franchise. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're we going Predators after this or AVP? We discussed this. Yes. We're going in release order. We okay. Discussed this. Just making sure. We Just have sure. discussed this because I got Predators on Blu-ray, fucker. I actually don't. It's I have to so go rent good. it. I hope I like it more. Like I like Predator Don't be Two a now. Fucking coward. I like AVP. You're like, oh, the colors. You fucking like AVP. Danny Glover, Gary Busey, Ruben Blades, Maria Conchita Alonso, Bill Paxton. Predator Two. He's in town with a few days to kill this Thanksgiving. <laughs>